I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. Tonight, hold on, let me position this better. Tonight, I think it's muffling. Here, let's go like that. Tonight, <laughs> tonight, we bring you a rare treat. <laughs> Guess what time of day it is. Here's the problem. It's tonight. It's the night, and we're all overtired and possibly unfit for public <laughs> review. Nonetheless, Possibly slap we're coming to you live from a new vista, a yeah. new overlook. We've been nudged by the authorities too many times, and I think Becca and I are going to start to find out now if they suspect people in the golf parking lot of sinister <laughs> deeds also. We're looking at the golf course, and it's, I would say, it's an uptick. It is. I was thinking, why have we... We have had people who come to town and go check out the vista behind Goodwill just because <clears throat> they're curious. And I feel like we could have pulled ourselves off as a lot tonier if this is what we were yeah. looking at on all this time. This is much better. And the thing is, is I think we heard, didn't we, the cops check out up there. That's a place where they, where they suspect the drug misdeeds <laughs> of going down in Moscow. <laughs> Drugs slash Christian living podcasting. <laughs> There's a l- nice mashup. Yeah, you know. So we're we're gonna take our business elsewhere. Yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna sit here in the parking lot looking over the golf course. Yeah, that's what we're up to. At least tonight. for right now. Yep. Yeah. So we made it through that weekend. You made it through that weekend, oh. and now, guys, all that we have on the to do list is the next couple of months. <laughs> It's <laughs> things For are me, slowing like down. The next four days of doom, but I've gotten through the last twelve weeks of days doom or whatever. Doom. Yeah, you know, I we had a spree, like a full-on spree of things at our house. I think maybe I talked about it, but then we kind of went off the grid for a little while. Yeah, so. I'm not really sure what we've said Becca on this and I subject. Have been, unfortunately, but I did do the math. And over a two-week period, if we go 14 days, I think we had 300 people have a meal at my house, which I'd like to just interlude. If I had some music that could sing Brag or Boaster, You Broke the Toaster, <laughs> I would. I would if that had a tune and if I had no, the tune on say, hand. Boom! Boom! There that? went the toaster. toaster. Bragger boaster broke the no. toaster. I have joked with. A, I'm using I this joke as an excuse, that, not you a know, brag. You know the Fitbit keeping track of your every step. I was like, I think it would be good to introduce the hospitality logger, where it, <laughs> where it, um, you know, you can compete with friends at uh-huh. how many people you had over. Becca, this was Becca wants to announce before anyone comes up with such a gadget that she has done it. Well, she has beat us all. I this. didn't. I should I should clarify that I didn't actually cook the meals for all those people. One of them that was fifty people. Slacker. I was a guest at it because the freshman class was putting it on. They were just putting it on at my house. So I did not cook all the meals. It just it's a lot of events is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. It keeps you hopping and it keeps you from podcasting. Yeah, you know. it keeps us from making contact with each other. Pretty much, we've been Basically. a little, a little aloof, out of touch. We've been having house showings for mom and dad's That's right. house, which is a great way to get the optical illusion of doing everything while you're doing nothing. Because you keep not doing things that will make a mess at home, but you do also keep leaving the house for disproportionate amounts of time for no reason like when you don't actually have a task it is kind of lovely though i imagine to leave the house clean and come back and it's still clean no try and appreciate that moment that is nice except for that it is you just keep it turns out i'm actually not real good at this phase this is not my spiritual gift when things are clean i think what shall we then do and the answer the answer that is not the right answer is start a bunch of projects in the house. Yeah, snip a lot and, of yarn. And bits. we have Grandparents Day coming, so we have history projects mm-hmm. and 
dioramas and things happening. Yeah. So, you know, it's totally. good. We'll make it through May. We always call it May Mageddon because May is just. <laughs> I think we call it mayhem. I don't remember ever hearing May Mageddon. Really? <laughs> I think it's just Evan says that. People here, at least in town, May is an intensity it is intensity's time. We are very much oriented around the school calendars here. Like the whole yeah. town is because it's a university town. Everything kind of. It's like a heightened. Yeah. When the students all leave the university for the summer it's like all of a sudden that feels like summer like you go to the grocery store it's quiet you go but in the whole hubbub of graduation time there's a lot of extra people in town there's a ton of traffic there's parties there's a million events that you need to go to everyone gets married right it's just kind of a lot going on in may yeah but now that we've said all that had an anniversary well we got married in may then we had a child in may then we have all of our children graduating in may and then uh-huh. It's always a thing. Oh, and also track. We have it's getting down to the track meet yeah, time of regionals and state yep. coming up. Yeah, that's all really fun. I have a protocol dress I have to sew by next Monday. Just keeping it casual, Mwah. like keeping it all <laughs> casual. Oh, yep. bad. I know. I'm oh. also sewing. Well, I'm You're making me yawn. <laughs> I try to not yawn anymore, I but I don't think but I've really given it, it up. Anyway. Yeah. I'm having to hem a whole bunch of table runners also for the president's dinner, which is on Wednesday. I like how, to illustrate the stress, Becca emphasizes the first syllable of the word. You said, I'm having to hem a lot of <laughs> table runners for the president's dinner. <laughs> I didn't um, know I did okay, that. Okay, but this brought... This, I'll watch for that this, in the yeah, yeah, keep an eye on it. This is, Maybe I'll say the president's dinner. Ooh. Once, <laughs> once upon a time, someone read aloud a poem before they canceled the poems <laughs> at, at uh, Disputatio, but somebody read a lot of poem and they were getting so into the presentation of it <laughs> that they started trying to emphasize the beats real hard, but they got off. So... <laughs> It was, it was, Which is, you once never upon do. a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary. And no, I was you're like, doing it right. That's just doing it weird. But weren't they going, once upon a midnight dreary, as I wonder. <laughs> Am I not even able to say it backwards? No. Oh, it's my very, word. It takes a special gift to be able to oh. emphasize it wrong. And one time I sat through a public reading of the Lady of Shalott. And that is what takes me to a mental place that I cannot, I, it's almost like probably if you were getting put on anesthesia, like it actually sort of parallels to my time of getting my tonsils out when they put the mask on you and you're breathing grape flavored air, but you're kind of, it's making you real weird and you're going out, but in, but then you view your body from above. You're like, you like, (laughs) well, in order to not come unglued at this public reading of the Lady of Shalott. I am trying to think about anything else. You know, like, like I'm like, think about something. Like, I'm like, do not, like, vacate the premises mentally so that you are not getting so amused by this. And then it just... just, It was somebody who maybe had taken Anne of Green Gables a little too much to heart. No, no, because if you took Anne of Green Gables to heart, you would know how foolish it is to get into the Lady of Shalott. But it was more like an Anne of Green Gables who never floated away anywhere and had an embarrassing moment about it, right? So well, she, she did apparently have an embarrassing. Well, maybe it wasn't. I don't think so. I think you were embarrassed so for her. I I remember it just started getting more and more intense. Like every time that I thought I wasn't gonna, that I was like, all right, I've wandered off mentally. I'm okay. I would hear in the background, under the stars in Camelot, and then I would be like. I'm dead. I'm dead. And so as the time progressed, and that is an unfortunately long poem. It is. So long, yeah. if you're having a hard time with it, it won't stop. It's coming for you on the next yeah. refrain. Yeah. And I just, oh man, I had like most of my fist in my mouth. And you know, okay, you're trying not to laugh. And the fact <laughs> that you should not laugh escalates the situation times a million like if you could have just sort of snorted at the beginning but then you're repressing and repressing and repressing so that it's this problem it's like 
when it breaks, I'm going to do like a huge <laughs> rip, snort, wheeze, cough. Yeah, like, and I was in, unfortunately, in a prime space that it would have been really bad if I had done that. And so I was like in the middle front you know, it was so bad. <laughs> and every time I try to try to not notice and I look over my shoulder and then I see uh, somebody else in the audience with their head in their hands and then, <laughs> and then it's like, I got to come unglued. <laughs> I did live through that, but barely. <laughs> I think I probably started crying afterwards or something. It was like one of those displaced emotions. <laughs> and it just goes, I'm going to read for you today. The Lady of Shalott. <laughs> oh, wow. And Camelot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. It's probably mm. a good poem if you can get past... <laughs> you can get past Maybe its some, fan base. I think what happens sometimes with poetry readings gone rogue is people invent their very own accent. They're trying to make it sound more tony and more poetic, and so they whip out their very own pronunciation. Well, this guide. was a young person, so it's not like it's. I imagine they sorted it out later. <laughs> this wasn't a great idea, but how? but you know what I mean. When somebody commences what they imagine is a Scottish accent when they're trying to do a Burns uh, poem. Oh. <laughs> It's the from shaman, isn't it? It's the, it's the just humiliation on behalf of someone that is not themselves suffering from it. Which is an interesting problem to have. I know. I but think, man, the not laughing, the more serious the situation, the yeah, worse it gets for it's, me. It gets hard. Yeah. It does. It's like at a wedding. If things are going funky at a wedding, it's it's really tough. And my good friend Bonnie's wedding. That was a time of exhaustion because we did a lot for their wedding, like setting up the reception and doing all, you know, we had a lot going on. Right. And then in the middle of the ceremony, her brother passed out, (laughs) which it was on a hollow stage. So when he hit the ground, it made the biggest noise, but he came to as he hit the ground. So we didn't stop anything because dad was doing the doing the service and he just looks at him and he was already like getting back up so it was just kind of pressed on you know like so then there I was up on the stage trying to act like nothing you know he just crashes and booms and then back up and so you're trying to just be like yeah we're just here for this ceremony we're not nothing happened of value that we need to talk about nothing (laughs) happened be casual Mm -hmm. and then they had done this was at the U of I admin there and it's a beautiful building but there were no central stairs up on the stage so for a wedding they would do this thing where they put like a choir riser on top of another riser or something and put black mm-hmm. tablecloths on it so it looked like black stairs right that was what the event center not what did. health not, and safety would we didn't do it they did argue it argue for and i don't know how this all came to pass except for at the end of the ceremony as we're leaving the bride and groom go down first and then the best man the maid of honor and then the groom's brother and I go to the walk down the same one there. who passed out no the groom's oh, was the groom's Adam brother. Yeah. yeah yeah so we go we're walking along we step on the top step of that thing and I still actually don't know what happened to it except for that <laughs> when everybody was Walking, I think it had nudged it. Like when, when couples ahead of us were going down or coming up or something, it like got the whole thing off balance. Mm-hmm. So, and how tall do you think that stage is? It's pretty high. Four feet, maybe? Five. Yeah, it's, it's not, not five, it's not super it's low. It's like four, four and a bit, maybe. So we step on the like top. five steps up. I mean, it's. Yeah. We step on the top step of this riser and it just tips forward like it just launches us and I think it may have been collapsing Mm. I don't know what it was doing but what happened is that in our tux and formal we leapt off of the stage together like it was like we just stepped on the top step and then we jumped because we were the stairs were falling down and Mm -hmm. we landed it like yeah. that's we landed it, but in a like deep squat 
basically in the laps of the people in the front row. And this after somebody passed out on stage. And at that point, when I was allowed to, when it was okay to laugh, I think it just started, like it started with tears running down my face, like like a near hysteria. And there was a little boy who was at that wedding who said, I am so glad we were sitting in the front for that wedding. (laughs) When the little boys are wishing Uh they could get a Uh good view, Uh you know it was a lively wedding. Oh, yeah. So that was a good one. That was a good time. Leaping off of the stage. (laughs) In a squat. Okay, so I had a question for you that... Oh, for me. Yeah. This has been on my mind. It's important. Okay. All right. I'm I'm, I'm geared up. In the subject matter of hospitality, since you have proclaimed yourself tonight to be such an (laughs) international all-star. I I didn't. I didn't. I feel like we need to go back and I want to give her no rest. I want to give her no rest. Give her no rest about it. No, so here's my problem. However many plates you have is not enough. Nope. However many cups you have is not enough. Nope. However many napkins not enough. Now there is nothing more boring in the whole world that than only having one thing to set on your table. If you're right. doing the table all the time, right. I mean, what a drag to mm-hmm. perennially have to resort to the same napkin. Well, that's true. You know, and it's fine to have old tried and true favorites, but at some yeah. point you're yeah. like, you know what I'd like? I'd like to not Can look I at this. Can I just interject really quick, though? Because somebody did ask a question about how do we have enough materials for these big events. I have sort of hit the point where it's like, if you're going to buy one, you probably should buy 48. Yeah, but that's but, my point. If you buy 48, 55 people are coming. Yeah, it's true. But There is no threshold but, at which I point have you done, have though, enough dishes. No, but I, well, as you know, my kitchen has no storage. But I have done the thing of, like, go to Ross and buy a box of glasses, like 12 wine glasses. Dirt cheap. It's way cheaper than going to the dollar store because you can buy a dozen for... Six ninety nine or something. You know what I mean? Is that those and then boxes? Just, yeah, they're just they're not that neat. But no, but if fine. you just have, I have like six boxes in the basement, and I like those cardboard boxes ones because they have a nice the dividers. dividers in it. Yeah, and so we just lug the boxes up when it's time to set the tables, and then I try to just put them back in the boxes and send them back to the basement, so you're not like breaking them by using them for dinner all the time and stuff. But I I have a bunch of things like that in the basement for when you have a big group. Right. And we had it uh, one of the things I say 300 people but that really is cheating because each batch was like 50 people at a time. So and two of them were all disposable like the soup night thing is very disposable but I can't sit down more than like we sat down 52 people in my front three rooms of the house and that was as tight as it could get. I really think if you have 48, I, I can't imagine a time when I would be trying That's to sit down point. that many more people. You know, at that point, just go to the rental place and rent it because... 48? No, I mean like... I'm going to well, have to figure I mean, out in, 60, our, new, in then, our new house how many we could seat reasonably the other and thing, then try to have that many. Here's a hot tip. I like it myself, but it is a bit weird. I bought... Um, I went to the like brewing section of the store that we have here it's like the home brew supplies and they have these very tall glass like thin glass bottles that are kind of individual sized glass bottles with a long neck just clear glass and they come in a box of like two dozen so I have three boxes of those in my basement and they're kind of fun for setting the table you can just fill them all up with water and put one at each place which does cut down on your I need for more glasses. I trying to clean those out. I just put them in the dishwasher. Yeah but they don't dishwash <clears> out <throat> well do they? Well I wouldn't put sticky substances inside. I, I only use them for water yeah. and then I you know it's enough mm-hmm. to sterilize sterilize them and everything and it's not yeah. like you're trying to rinse out the sludge from the bottom because I yeah. only use them for water well, and then you don't have to have like water glasses for everyone yeah that's it's a thing it's very <laughs> it's, it's truly complicated but my new okay so 
partly I have decided to just be okay with some mixing and matching. Sure. I have a lot of white dishes. And I have to say, I'm going to just give you this promotional. Uh, although I myself am sick of it right now. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not currently doing it. But it is, however, a good idea. Okay. No, that's not true. I am doing it. But I just... Just You're like not it right in the now. mood. I've done it for years, so it might be fresh to you. Uh, which is the tempered glass plates is a really smart way to have a lot of plates that don't take up your whole life. Correct. Because they're not all Corel brand. I bought something that were like, what were they? Moon or something. They were some kind of a weird brand that were just plain white, but they stack like, like twenty five of them will fit in the same. No more than 25 you could probably fit like 50 in the same space that might hold like eight earthenware kinds of plates (laughs) I mean like they just stack like bonkers and they're lightweight for setting like for their their um for lugging around for well much lighter because you one person could carry 50 of them out to set you know instead of having to keep Yep. Coming back in. And they, uh, mom bought a bunch of them. We use those a lot for Sabbath and uh, outside dinners. And like we have, she has some that have blue bands around the outside, some that have red, some that are white. So, you know, like. And those are great for a like totally cute casual time. Yeah. But the white ones don't have to be, don't have to be, if it's plain white, it doesn't have to be casual because it can actually go in other applications. Sure. I had glass chargers. I had chargers for the plates. Mm-hmm. So they were big plates and smaller plates on them. Like it looked it looked like China except for they stack way smaller. Okay. And that is an advantage. Just yeah. is. Glassware I have nothing to help anyone with. It does not matter how many glasses I buy, we break all of them. Well that's why except I, I like for the like ones the one that... weird old one that's ugly. Yeah. That'll just always, linger. Always. Linger. Yeah. Well that's why I like if I'm doing ones that are for when I'm having a big group over, I do stick them back in the box and throw them in the basement yeah. because you will, it is a pain because whenever you get a dozen yeah. of them, you're going to break like, three oh, and then I don't anyway, have that. Yeah. And I do try when I'm doing that, um, to pick something that is replaceable in a way that that'll still basically match, yeah. you know, which mm-hmm. is why those glass bottles are really nice. And then I like the glass bottles too. Cause if you have like a wine glass and a Let's glass just bottle, say it. we gave our tips. We Look did at it. That. I know we had tips. But it varies the height and it's not like having four of the same exact glass. Yeah. Which starts there. to feel so repetitive. Yeah. It's just kind of novel. I, and so one thing though, this is the thing I've been thinking about. I have a lot of fabric Yeah, and I want more napkins. Mm-hmm. What to do? Well, I have a great I have, solution. I have right? actual problems with this. I mean, okay. this is Tell the... Me now. My mother-in-law gave me some napkins that I really enjoy. In the summer, I think they're hilarious. They're like lightweight, funky printed. They're old vintagey ones that she bought somewhere. Mm, they're yeah. like... But they just have a rolled... Surged, surged yeah. edge. My <clears> serger, <throat> though, is not of the kind that behaves well for that kind of task. Oh, leaves big gaps. It's just not, it's, I just don't trust it to do what we wanted it to do. So I can't do that. I'll tell you. But I want more of it. It's not that hard to do a mitered corner hem. I know, but then if you have like, I know I can do a mitered corner hem, but would you do that with something that was like, just like quilting fabric? Like, just like a printed cotton. I Would just, that be just so noticeably homemade as a napkin? Well, I think that there are some important things to think about with napkins when it comes to the weight of your fabric. Because quilting fabric is too light, I think, for a napkin. That's what I think. And I also, I think I don't, because then I wonder. And the weave is not dense enough, really, or something. It's not quite hefty enough. It feels like it would feel a little bit wrong as a yeah. napkin. If but you think it would a slightly be heavier fun weight. if it would be cute. Yeah, if you had a slightly heavier weight cotton. Yeah, so then my other problem is, why in the world do people make napkins of such such a frumpalicious fabric? Where they choices? curl up when you wash them? What's I wrong? hate that. What's wrong in the world that we're making a big rumple silk stand really out of our napkins? <laughs> um, I have some really cute ones that I, I really love, but when they come out of the dryer... They're like, they look like evil you wadded Knievel. them up in a sock and put them through the dryer that way. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's really I annoying. have found some improvements by using a fabric softener in the napkin load when I'm drying them. 
well, like a sheet, sheet of bounce. I always use that though. It Do does you? nothing. I don't. I am not a bounce <laughs> user. But <laughs> so sorry, I guess she cracked herself up with some texting. It texting that she needs to get done. <laughs> so sorry, it's just a family text that was coming through and making me laugh. Okay, so anyways, <laughs> so on my the napkin point, question, I have some heavier fabric that I know that would be cute as a napkin. So I'm going to use that. But I just always feel like it would be better if I could just whip off with some just, new napkins. Just, Although yeah. I don't know who I'm kidding because minor cornering 48 new napkins is no small cheese Well, <clears throat> yes and no. Oh my gosh, do you remember the time? Yeah. Oh, I did this. And it was probably like... 16 people or something. It was not big, but it was enough that I was like, oh, I'm going to make napkins. This is so, this was so irritating. I was like, I'm going to make napkins to go with my dinner. And this is at a time in my life when I was making napkins to go with the dinner. Right now, my life is me running to the store at four when I have a whole bunch of people coming for dinner. This was like a more artful time. Yeah. And... And um, something where I probably thought about it for like a solid six weeks before the event. Anyhow, (laughs) that's so funny thinking about that. Anyway, uh, I had this kind of cool kind of cotton that had a little bit of a nubbly texture to it. Like it was a like a waffle weave. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't. It 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 wasn't a loose waffle. No, it was was just. It had like a. It had a cool texture going on, and I decided to do it. I think because of this very problem of trying yeah. to make it engineer a napkin that won't curl up. Right. So I was like, oh, I know what I'll do. I will actually piece a separate stitched on border around the whole thing with mitered corners. You know, it's sort of, it's one, one of those moments where you're like, I know what I'll do. Yeah, I'll <laughs> do that. I'll, I'll like sew a frame onto the each napkin and I did I did that I like you you know you have to make the little angled corners and then fold the edge under and then top stitch everything and and they were quite cute and I used them at the event and then I washed them after the event (laughs) (laughs) and they went the way of the area run (laughs) (laughs) seriously for like Cocktail napkins <laughs> and and the border fabric shrunk at a different rate than the middle. And so they did not maintain their elegance. They were really pretty high high labor one time use it only was like, napkin. It was like a green linen that I was using as it wasn't the border. Linen. It was a super lightweight. But really pretty color. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm sorry. Let's talk about something more serious than all of our crafting problems. Well, yeah. But anyway, somewhere. We need something to bring us down a little bit. Gosh, I know. Anyways, what would you like to talk about? Other than my napkin dilemmas? Just just sit down with your iron and commence to do you know that hem down. So, like, I pick at problems like this. I'm like, you know what's wrong in the world? Napkins are wrong in the world. <laughs> like, you know what's wrong? Having 125 napkins that you're trying to store. So I'm like, why doesn't the world have any systems available for those of us who need oh, a lot of napkins didn't to you, store? You had oh, a, I've been all over this scene. We were in pizza boxes about this last time I we had, spoke. I have pizza boxes in the cabinet. But it interestingly... It really, that's really effective. It's just not attractive. It is the mm. pizza boxes do not have their edges folded Hire up. A woodworker it is essentially <laughs> to make you pizza boxes mm. out of balsa wood. Mm. I well, see, I started thinking that one of those big, like some version of a large clipboard would be good. But oh, interesting, like where you have a whole stack of them and then you just clip them on and then you can store them vertically. That's weird. Yeah, I agree. That's why I haven't done it. <laughs> well, maybe if you had one of those, like, minimal clips at the top rather than a big, big bunchy one. 
I'm just thinking that that clip. <laughs> we've wandered. take up too much space in your cupboard. <laughs> oh dear uh, Currently I have pizza boxes <laughs> with the edges not folded. It should, there's no need for it to have been a pizza Maybe box. Maybe you could have, have like have a revolving, any... like a greeting card display center. Yeah. With oh, all, of, with it's all like, of your clipboards I know, on it. I know you're all thinking what's wrong in the world that you're having this much trouble with your cloth napkins, but let me tell you that's what's wrong in the world it's like it's very hard because if you go all minimalistic you know what you're gonna be in a hot minute bored <laughs> setting your table is gonna be a draboo oh. affair <laughs> be like there's nothing fun about this oh, so my anyways i have a lot of i think you just are gonna have to reckon with hemming a lot of napkins yeah and i will tell you that this is what got me down the rabbit hole of watching the instructional videos of the <laughs> Melee rotary iron. <laughs> Sounds like I need this because I'm about to have to. Have... I know you do. It's like a three thousand dollar iron. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm watching it like, look. If I had this three thousand dollar iron, I could hand stitch. I'd be the kind fabric I, would, I would be the kind of woman who ironed the sheets. Because it is a beautiful thing to watch in action. It's basically a mangle. I want a mangle. So yeah, bad. well, this Rachel, is what you want. It's called one, a Millet rotary iron. There is a thrift store in Lewiston advertising oh, yeah. a mangle. I've seen it. I looked at it. I called it. I very turned, nearly swerved I'm, to the side. I've gone and looked at it. Is it the. You have? Yeah, is it the Salvation Army over by the. Um, it's near Costco. Clarkston. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that pig I'm in like, there. <laughs> I like that you've actually gone in. I only I actually went in. in the car. I actually went in. They weren't advertising it. I just found it in there. And I was like, what? This might be what I'm missing in I my know. life. But it then, is what I'm missing. No, I watched a video. watched a video of someone using one of the old ones, and it moves too slow for me. And I, Because uh. I can't think of anything more depressing than sitting down with a mangle that still wasn't getting it done. <laughs> You could install a little mango room in your new house. Yeah, well, the Melee rotary iron, for those of you who have a discretionary $3,000 ironing budget, <laughs> I don't deserve that yet, but I like the idea. Oh, and what can you use it for besides sheets and tablecloths? Although, I could put the herd on napkins, that right now. Napkins, sheets, and tablecloths. Actually, you can use it on, I mean, you can, I'm sure like you can use it on clothes. No, you could shoot pants right on through that thing. <laughs> and I'm sure you can use it on clothes because but all it is. But work. Yeah, you would, just, you would just, no, you that. would just do it like, you would just do it like, put the sleeve through, put the front through, put the, because it's open on both sides. So mm. it, anyways, guys. I can't picture that, but anyway. Well, it's enticing. <laughs> I, I myself have spent some time looking into it. And awesome. can't say I'm any closer to purchasing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe but I know it's out there. Invest in three thousand dollars worth of cloth napkins that you throw away at the end of dinner. And then again, just... be be, yeah, and then basically money saving. I think we've put way too much time in on this podcast in Whew. the napkins. Gosh, that's for sure. I'll tell you, I read a depressing book. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> Well, everybody wants to know about my depressing book. I don't no. want to. Okay, I, I won't tell you about that. No. I'll keep my keep depressing book news to keep myself. Keep that one buttoned up, Rach. All right, fine. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? <laughs> I don't think we're certified to be podcasters. No, probably right not. Now. Probably not. We could go back to the napkins. <laughs> the clipboard motif. <laughs> One time we had a really bad spell where we got went deep into tin cans. You remember? Oh, but we put that one out there. Everyone knows this about us. I know, but well, only if they listen. I don't remember what we talked about with tin oh, cans. Oh, we just went really deep into crafting We've tin cans. We got out of the slump. Yeah. Yep, yeah. we got to pull out of it. Yeah. All so, right. What's your ambitious March? Nope, we're not in March. <laughs> ambitious what now? May. May goal. My ambitious 
May goal. Well, I'll tell you my ambitious week goal is I have to make all these um, table runners, 12 eight-foot table runners, which if you'd like to do the math on how many linear feet I will be ironing the hems on, this is why I'm telling you to just make your own napkins. Just buy a melee I'm doing that. Iron. That has to be done by Wednesday. The graduation reception for NSA is on Thursday, which I have a lot of lovely help with this year, so that's great. I did last year too, but this year even more. So that's exciting. Then I have to make a protocol dress, and that's what I'm going to be doing this week. Oh, I wallpapered my dining room. Oh, yeah, yeah, you did. Since last we spoke, everyone. I think you said something about it. Did I? I don't know. I don't know either. So that was good. My husband is priming our new house. That is very, very The inside of the new house. Priming. Before we notice how many decisions we still have left to sort out. My kitchen sink is in the mail. Is it? (gasps) Well, not. It's actually on a truck. And it's going to need a forklift to get it out. (laughs) I'm really excited about your sink. I know. Me too. I'm hoping that it turns out to be pretty. Yeah. Not just a behemoth of... I because Hard I work. was because I was wallpapering my dining room. I am going through and changing. I know I've said this before. Changing all the electrical stuff, like getting different switch plates and yeah outlets and everything. <clears throat> but the other thing I needed to update in the dining room was the thermostat. So I needed to order a new one based solely on aesthetics, of course. And then right, I found myself ordering a smart thermostat, which. I haven't gotten it out of the box yet, and I'm not really sure if I've just, in, like, ordered up... Is the, it the Eye of Sauron? The Beast of Revelation to put on I'll my wall. I'll tell you, when we had an Echo, uh, it, sometimes it would be, like, off in the corner in one room. Uh-huh. And it, the kids would all be in bed, and Luke and I would be talking in the living room. And all of a sudden, the Echo would be like, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. would <laughs> <laughs> be like, what? Like... Yeah. That's so yeah. strangely unsettling. I know. And the thing is, like, this one... We broke you know, the echo. We can have the app on the phone to adjust the temperature and see that, like... That oh seems kind of nice, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> did that really shock you? <laughs> no, that I gave, saw them coming. I did not see them coming, and it gave me a startle. Some people just can't... Well, emerge. They emerge the from the, the golf hill. course, just sort of right there. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> um, yeah so... I don't know. Did you just invite the yeah. overlords into your home? <laughs> Basically. Yeah. And so then I was like, should I do it? I don't know. Ben was on a trip, so I was wrestling with this just myself. I was like, hmm, I think I couldn't get in touch with him right then when I was trying to decide which thermostat to order. And so I was like, well, if the government decides to heckle me through, <laughs> through the thermostat. They can find I'm me like, other ways. I was like, I carry a device around in my pocket every day that would give them far more insight into my life than my thermostat. So I'm probably safe. I like that. There's that thermos- meme. There's that <laughs> meme that was like in the in the 60s. Everybody being like, be careful. The government might wiretap you. watching. Yeah. And then. But now people are saying, hey, wiretap, can cats eat pancakes? <laughs> like, that that idea uh-huh. that we're so comfortable with that invasion of privacy. I know. So I anyway, was thinking I don't know that I think. about when I flew recently. Like, when did we, like, you just, when did we all just kind of go along with these full body screenings? Well, they changed them, I thought. Didn't they change them from the original panic-inducing ones that everyone freaked out about, and including myself? I don't think so. Isn't think that what we have happening all the time? I don't think so. Huh. Well, well, I'll tell you. Routinely, I get pulled aside by what what seems to be the world's least physically fit or first line <laughs> of defense person <laughs> to pat you down in a set of... <laughs> gloves while they take themselves so seriously as yeah. though they are really finding out. I think my theory is the smaller the airport, the, the more vicious the-, <laughs> the security. I think it's probably the case. Yeah. I think it probably is. So it's probably where, you know, all of our finest terrorists are beginning in small airports. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh man. <laughs> but they do take themselves 
quite seriously. Yeah. Here. So I thought of something we could talk about. Okay. Well, do because we're almost done. So Are we? Good yeah. So that's good we're we really. I'm sorry about it that we drifted so hard this week. <laughs> but I want you all to focus on your appreciation that we showed up. <laughs> You might not appreciate it anymore. I mean, you might be over us at this point. Okay, yeah. what no. do you want to talk about? <clears throat> well, I was gonna say we're we're gaining strength, ready to launch the summer Bible reading challenge. Oh, yeah. coming up. That's great. That will start on June third. Is because we're finishing the whole year, and then June third is yep. when we kick off the New Testament for the summer and bring all your friends and all your neighbors and all your children and your. Any beginning Bible readers, this is a great time to get people into it. And any experienced Bible readers, this is a great time to uh, use your experience to encourage others in being in the Word. Instead of thinking, oh, well, it's still an ambitious pace. It's still enough to read the whole Bible in the summer. Um, But we're hoping to make it really friendly to people who have not done that ever before. You know, it's not, there's... It's that's great. It's a great entry point. Is there an app this for the summer? Yeah, well, it's the same apps. We'll still have it. Hopefully, it will be available as a study on version. and it so there's going to be Sorry. expanded app options. Okay. Um, well, we've gotten the plan added in different places, so it will be available in all the same Fun. places it was, and hopefully a few others. And we're using the hashtag same page summer. Uh, which is the idea is that it's time we all got on the same page, literally getting on the same page. Uh, and I'm, anyways, I'm really excited about it. I think that the Bible reading just is so fundamental and yet it's so much fruit from something that almost sounds like a flippant way to answer someone's, you know, when someone's having sure. problems to be like, have you read your Bible? Yeah, it does seem like a it brush see, off. It seems almost like, are you not wanting to deal with my problems? And it's yeah. like, no, actually, it really is an incredibly effective mm-hmm. help. Mm-hmm. And and we just minimize that all the time, I think. And I have this theory that I was just thinking, you know, like, Facebook is so political and and Twitter is so political. And, you know, they have all these things going on. But one thing in all the oppression that is going on everywhere, the Bible is not being in any way monitored or repressed because they actually, I feel like the enemies of God do not have reason yet to fear Christians in the word. Like they actually think that we know what it's like. Yeah. When all the Christians have their Bibles, we're like, well, we've seen that, and it's not much of a force. But it's like, but have you ever seen all the Christians reading their Bibles? Yeah, that's a bit different. And the answer is they they are not prepared for that force. And I right. think, why don't we... Give that a whirl. Why don't we do that? Let's get them all in it and, and find out what happens when Christians are actually reading their Bibles. Right. Not just, you know, seeing a verse on an app and reading that for the day and being like, oh, I'll think about that today. You know, there's yeah. a lot of versions of sort of reading your Bible that are not really just honestly being a reader of the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if you've not been doing the Bible reading challenge with us, I'll tell you that we're not there. We're not trying to teach the word. We're hoping to teach and encourage a love of the word and a habit of being in the word and help people overcome whatever little things are keeping them from being a consistent Bible reader. Becca, what are things, can you, what would be things that would keep you from your Bible reading in the past? Oversleeping my alarm accidentally. That'll do. Right. Um, Having to zip out the door for first period at Logos, you know, like it does mean if I... If you accidentally go too long in the morning, then I don't have time because I have to get out yeah. the door. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Um, in the past, I think I really like doing it in the morning. Now it really works for me. But yeah, one hang up that I had was that I always used to read my Bible before I went to sleep at night like that. And I really liked it. I would like get ready for bed and then I would climb in bed and then I would read the Bible yeah. and then go to sleep. It was just like my little routine. Mm-hmm. But then 
getting married and then everything's, you know, like you're just, everything is different. Your schedule is different. And I really had a hard time figuring out, wait, hold on now, where am I going to stick this? And then you have kids and then, and especially if you're a mom at home with little kids, scheduling is like... It feels like there should be a place to put it, but you're. It, but where is it? All that feels place? a little bit like everything's kind of blowing around all the time, and yeah. you're not really sure. No, totally. Because well, just look what happens. You schedule bedtime, but how does that go? <laughs> I know. You know? I know. And some people do manage, I think, to to really maintain a rigid schedule, and those people probably don't struggle. But uh, that's not me. And trying to, you know, like just finding a place yeah. where it naturally fits well. I I like it. Now I just kind of sit up in bed, read right drink away. my coffee, and See, do my reading. I then, also, and then I get out of bed, and that's yeah, that's, that's handy. But it's like if you don't have a space to put it, it's not like you don't have. It's not like you don't have time in the day. It's just you don't know when you're going to have regular time every day, and that's the part that I think right. is exactly tricky. I had um, I had a lot of time in my life where. Like, I can remember, I was probably in junior high, and this made an impression on me. It was a time when I learned a lesson about, <laughs> about something. I was probably in junior high, and I was in that little bedroom on Harrison mm-hmm. Street. Well, they were all little, yeah. but I was in <laughs> the little, little bedroom. Yeah. And I, in that bedroom, my room was clean, and like, it was summer probably, so the mm-hmm. light was lovely in the room. I think I had a new comforter. And, Probably. And my Bible, I had my Bible by my bed. And it was like a time where I was regularly reading my Bible and just really living in the joy of the Lord. You mm-hmm. know, things were mm-hmm. great. Who yeah. knows how long yeah. that segment was. It wasn't very long, but it was long enough to give me that sense of arrival. Like, <laughs> it was long enough to make me feel like, oh, okay, this will... Th- like, this is how I'm going to do this all the time yeah. now. Yeah. And then, when it quit, when that stopped being a thing... What's this guy doing? He's, like, walking <laughs> right up to your window. <laughs> a little bit unsettling again. Yeah. He was... Turns out, guys, the golf... Oh, he thought it was that car over there. Yeah, he was going to get in the car, I think. He was genuinely He actually coming. was gunning for your door. He actually was coming to get in it before he, was he saw the... his sunglasses at night, though, yeah. which might have hindered That him. might be a sinister sign about where we are. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the, the point is, I felt real godly and things were going well for me. Some things fell off the plate at that point. I don't even know what. Maybe but the, the apple blossoms yeah, were no longer blossoming. I think, well, I was in the other room. But the but the but the spiritual perfection that had been reached <laughs> was shattered by assorted things. <laughs> and probably my room got messy. Probably it got like rainy and dark or something. Mm, and you spilled some and, on your comforter. Yeah, things just went downhill for me. And then a little while <laughs> after that I switched bedrooms. So I went to a different room and things didn't pick up immediately. <laughs> I was probably being grumpy, you know, grumpy at the people. Probably the having people a fuss. Me, because I was the, the people, only one other person upstairs. You guys should know a big insight into the big knockdown, drag out fights Becca and I would have as teenagers. And the text goes something like this What's wrong? Nothing. It's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's fine. It's like, it's not fine. It's fine. We're all fine. It would be like that for, for however long. Anyways, at this time when I was being ungodly and things were not great. I remember, so this is the second bedroom and I remember wanting to get, it was really that Psalm 51 longing that like renew a right spirit within me. You know, like Lord. I feel like it's sort of the Ubi Soon motif. Yeah. <laughs> For the junior high girl. <laughs> yeah, well, what happened here is that I I started thinking I needed to move back to that other bedroom. Mm. Like, I started thinking, like, yeah. like, what I need is that sunshine when my room is clean and my Bible is by my bed and the things are all going well. Like, yep. you know, it was that idea that somehow... 
there were external forces that were keeping yeah. me from being godly or reading my Bible. <laughs> and it turns out I didn't need to move rooms. There's actually, the funny part is I don't have a real, it wasn't like that story wrapped up real well. It was more like I just had an insight <laughs> into my own failings at that time. I didn't come away well, with a success. Good to... Yeah, but it wasn't like I came away with, here's how I actually am going to do it. It is true that we often have a tendency to try to... You know, like, style everything so that we can be godly. Well, change the situation because yeah. we somehow think that that it was the situation that yeah. made it possible rather yeah. than something else. Like, you know? maybe a different scented candle would fix saw, my And I saw a couple, yeah, <laughs> well, right, or like, but, and obviously later on in life, it's like, I was doing so well before I had kids, yeah. you know? I was doing so well before my husband started being so annoying, or I was, I was so godly. So well before I had a muffin top. I was so godly before <laughs> these last 10 pounds, you yeah. know? I was so, you know, all, whatever it is that you have going, it's so easy to look like longingly at like thinking a different life even your own life at a different time would equip you to be more godly right. than right. than just being faithful in the here yep. and the now yep. and the and and it's amazing how quickly the unhappy dreary space turns into a happy space when it is your heart that is corrected you know uh-huh. like uh-huh. it's the heart is not the last thing to come around. Yep. It is the one that leads the charge. Indeed. Yeah, well, I think we might have just put together the world's most boring <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but it will hold our place until and next week. it will week help you guys to we be come rocketing back with more insights. Wouldn't that be good if we did? I uh-huh. like to think that by next week we'll have a thought. Maybe we'll have gotten through some stuff We by should then. pressure ourselves to do it in the daytime so we're not dwindling. That would be good too. Yeah. I think that would be excellent. I'm buckling up. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Guys, Are you turn we'll, it see, off or we'll see you again. people on the road with us. Yeah, we could do either. <laughs> I'm just starting to feel like we should get out of this awkward spot in the parking lot. I don't think this is our new place, Rach. I think I know, it's there too was busy. too many. I didn't realize it in the dead of the night at the golf trip, golf club. What is this place? The golf course. Yeah. Would be quite so hopping, but it was a little hopping. It was. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, all right, everyone. Bye, guys. Talk to you next Have time. Have fun. Bye. You think of yourself now, and then in four years' time, what do you want yourself to look like? And is the education that you're considering going to help you get to that place? When you're a student, you want to become like your teacher. You're going to become like your teacher. Looking at NSA beforehand, I knew I wanted to become like the men who are teaching here fireman, husband, father, doctor, no matter where you want to go, NSA is just such good preparation for the person that you want to be. If you want to be an effective Christian, you need to be able to lead and shape culture. If you want to do that, no matter what your occupation is, you need to shape yourself, um, prepare yourself as a person for that job. And liberal arts is, I think, the best education you can have for that. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu.